Good morning, everyone. Let's start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for waking us up and letting us see another week. Father God, walk with us this week as we deal with different situations, as we go back to work, or some of us are still at work, and it's just another, you know, it's still another week for us, but we, we just thank you for it, Father God. Father God, forgive us for any sins we've done. Help us to uh, walk in the light and not fulfill the things of the flesh. Father God, as we partake in your devotion this morning, help us have the ears to hear and eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, key verse today is Romans 12 and 12. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. The topic is the patient farmer. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause for you to say it behind me if you like. I am patient. I am motivated by God. I will rejoice in my tribulations. I will receive the promises of God. In today's verse, it tells us to rejoice and be patient, which is hard to do during tribulation. I'm not going to lie and tell you life is full of butterflies and rainbows and that every time you pray, everything will go the way you want because it's not true. If we all had it our way, some of our lives wouldn't be where we are. But when we trust in God and we follow his plan, we are exactly where he wants us to be, right? The tribulations are tough are tough to go through, and it's hard to know that most days won't be great because of what we have to endure. But when we stay on the right track and we stay focused on God, we learn that we must do it. We will be, it will be days where we feel that the plan he has us on have to be a mistake and that what we are going through is way too much, but situations are built on changing us and helping us to trust in him more. Hebrews 10 and 36 says, for you have neither endured so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. I used to go to the gym all the time and I will stay for an hour and 30. So I got burnt out. I stopped going recently. I stopped going. Recently, I started going back and my endurance wasn't that long and my motivation was depleted. I realized that I couldn't do what I used to do, but what but I could go at a decent pace and relax when I go. It's not about how long we have been saved. It's not about what titles we have. It's about having the endurance to stay in our Christian walk, not just stay in it, but but thrive. But we can't and won't be able to stay in the race if we aren't going to hold on to God's promises for our life. Hebrews tells us that as we long, as long as we endure and focus on God, we will receive what God has planned and promised over our lives. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to run this race with Jesus, not with our strength, our things of this world, but with his strength and guidance? Psalm 62 and 8 says, trust in, in him all times. Old people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. It might feel like we can't make it and may seem like every day there's something else again and again, but God can give us the endurance. We need to fight through our tough days. He can give us the endurance to withstand any day that comes our way. We have to pray. We have to connect and read, read and apply. Our life as Christians can be even more chaotic without those things. We have to get to a point where we are pouring out when we are uncomfortable, when we are unhappy and, and just be vulnerable with him and, we'll, and he will help us. We don't look, we don't look weak to God when we ask him for this, when we, when we look, when, sorry, when we ask him for this, we look weak when we try to fight something we can't without him. James 5 says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits 
waits for the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the until it receives the early and the late rain. Another thing we must remember during the tribulation is patience. We have to be like the farmer and believe wherever we plant. When we trust in the promises of God, that they will spring forth at the right time. We can't expect to finish every trial, every problem so fast. We must sit and wait and endure through it, knowing we already have the victory. The Holy Spirit wants to know it's not about how long you run the way race, how you run the race. It's about how much it's not. It's not even about how much money you have in your pocket while running the race. It's about who you run it with. And we must run it with Jesus. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for your promises. Lord, we love you so much. Lord, help us to endure the things we can't. Help us to hold on your hand. Lord, it's, it's so many ups and downs, but, but Lord, we depend on you for your peace and your grace and your mercy. Father, forgive us if we have been running our race without you. Forgive us if we have moved past you and allowed something else to help push us through. Lord, we lean on you. Lord, we thank you for the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Reference first Peter 4 and 13, but rejoice as, as far as you you as far as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when, when his glory is revealed. Hebrews 6 is 6 and 15. And thus Abraham, having patience, patiently waited, obtained the promise. Hebrews 12 and 1. Therefore, it says, we are surrounded by so great of a cloud of witnesses. Let us also lay aside every weight in, in which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, the patient farmer. Um, I can imagine being a farmer. Surprisingly, that's something I always want to do. I always want to be a farmer. I wanted to own my own land and have chickens and ducks and stuff like that. But I couldn't imagine being it. But I, I, that's something I desire to do is, is to be a farmer, um, which, you know, real, you always have to be realistic. I don't, I don't think I would ever own a farm to be honest, but I think the ideal of getting up in the morning, tilling the ground, collecting the eggs, milking the cow. I think that's, that's, that's something that a lot of people couldn't do. And when farmers lay the seeds on the, in the ground, they till it and they do everything else they have to do to it. They have to wait. They might need that corn right now, but the thing is, is that they have to have patience enough to wait. They have so many processes they have to go through once they plant those seeds. And that's us. We have to be patient with the process of whatever God is planting in our life. Wherever trials and tribulations and tests that we have to go through, we have to be patiently going through it. Because you won't evolve as long as you're rushing through everything. Because you can say that you're on point A and you want to go to point C. You can't skip B. God's not going to allow you to skip B. You have to go through it all. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't want to endure. They don't want to endure the process. But the process, each person's process to where God wants them to be is unique. Even the famous pastors and preachers, or even not even the famous pastors and preachers, even pastors and preachers, they're still not where God wants them to be. I'm not where God wants me to be. I'm still going through a process. But while I'm enduring this process, I have to be patient. I have to be calm. I have to wait through it all. And some days, I have days where I just sit and I cry. And I ask God, God, when am I going to be doing this part? You know, this part's hard. But through it all, I, I have to thank him. We talked about this yesterday that, or the day before last about 
praise being praise being a significant thing in a Christian walk, we have to have praise. Because when we praise God and we take those moments and we, we lift up our voice and we cry out loud through the songs and, we, and we're telling God, you know, I thank you. I thank you for everything. And when we do that, it helps us shift the atmosphere. It strengthens us. It makes where we were weak, it makes us strong. It makes where our spirit man was weakening, it makes him stronger. When we take the time and we connect with God, through this process, that is the best thing you can ever do for yourself is go through the process singing and thanking God and doing everything you can to take every moment that you have to connect with God. Because we won't get through these processes just by simply just reading the Bible or just praying or just praising God or just fasting. No, you need all these layers of things that help you through the process. The process is hard. It, it is hard. I, I remember when um, the Holy Spirit told me this is what I'm going to be doing, which is writing devotionals. And I, I thought to myself, no, I, I want to get in the pulpit. You know, no, that's not where you have me at. Or no, I want to go do this. But he had me doing devotions just for eight people every day. Every day I wrote a devotional and I sent it to those eight people for about two years. And you got to imagine writing lengthy. I mean, those people think my devotionals now are lengthy, but the devotionals then I wrote, if you can speak to these people, they would tell you those devotionals was lengthy. And when he had me writing these things, I kept thinking to myself, I'm only writing to eight people. And because I stuck, I, had, I was stuck in that mindset for about four or five months. I feel like that was slowed down my process because I couldn't get past that. It was just eight people. I wanted more people. But through that process, I learned that it doesn't matter who you send it to. It doesn't matter how many people you have. It's about saving a soul. It's about reaching and connecting with people. And once I got through that and he showed me that and I connected with that, it took off. It's people that I talk to now, and they'd be like, I, I wish my, my ministry would start. I wish my, my ministry would blow up. It's going to blow up in time. We all have to take time. It's a process because whether you believe it or not, wherever you're going through, wherever you, your gods have you after, you are have to grow through this too. Even when I write these devotionals, I have to partake in those devotionals. I have to learn from those devotionals. It's not like I'm writing them and, hey, this is it. Y'all read what God told me to tell y'all. Y'all go on now. I'll be back tomorrow. No. He stops me every time I write one. He's like, okay, so do you understand? Do you, do you know what you have to do? I have to change the way I live my life as well. And that's the thing that people don't understand through the process. You're changing. And a lot of people be like, well, I hate this person. I hate that person. That person put me through this. This person put me through that. Yes, that person put you through that. And that sucks. That's terrible. That's that's awful. But what you have to grip is, is that you have to let go so you can change. Change doesn't start with the people around us. It starts with us. And that's the thing. We have to hold on to that. Tribulation will come. Tough days will come. But during those tough days, don't look at it as this is just a tough day. No, what can I learn in this day? What is God trying to show me in this day? 
I remember, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I had the roughest day. Man, I had the roughest day. I went home. I, I threw myself in the prayer closet. I sat there. I said, why was this day so rough? He said, you don't see it. And so I just sat there and replayed the whole day. And I realized it was something that I was supposed to grasp. And by the time I grasped it, I think it was later on that night. And by the time Monday came, and by the time I got ready to try to fix whatever I felt like I was in the center of, it was too late. But I even told God, I said, it was too late. And he said, no, he said, still try to fix it. So I called the two people up, didn't get an answer. So I sent a text, a group text, and I, you know, and I apologize. I said, I'm sorry if, if it's me that's causing the problem. I'm sorry if I done anything. And to me, I didn't do anything. I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't. But I wanted to clear myself. I wanted to make sure I was in right standings with God because maybe I did do something that God didn't like. Maybe I did do something to offend someone. And sometimes, like I said, it's not you. Sometimes it's not it's not the situation. It's you that have to change. It's you that have to giddy up and grow up and put the big girl clothes on and say, okay, it might be me this time. And even if you still feel like it's not, do the right thing and say, I'm sorry. Do the right thing and change the narrative. Do the right thing and go through the process. Sometimes we have to go through the process, even if we're on, even if it's not our fault, we have to go through the process. And part of the process is learning when to say, I'm sorry. Part, part, part of the process is saying, hey, I need help, God. Or part of the process is saying, I can't carry this, but you can. Part of the process is saying, you know what? I'm done. I, I bow out. I'm done with this. I let someone else do it. Because sometimes we're holding on to things that it's not meant for us to hold on to. We have to learn how to let go. That's another thing, a part of the process. How many of us are holding on to a, a, a situation that we need to let go of, but we too prideful to let go? How many of us need to say, I'm sorry, but we don't want to do that because we feel like it's not our fault? Part of the process is looking at yourself and finding what do I need to change about me? What do I need to allow the Holy Spirit to change about me? And through that, it takes patience because you're going to fall. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to blame everyone else. You're going to have an argument. Fine. But part of the process is seeing what you did and allowing God to help you and moving past it and being patient. So we have to learn how to be the patient farmer. We have to learn how to enjoy the process and go through the trials and tribulations. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you do enjoy this podcast, please uh, click it and, and it's a button. Think on the right hand side for Spotify, left hand side for the uh, Apple. If you like it, please click the like button so it can allow other people to find this podcast. Um, but uh, I hope this podcast, I hope this podcast today made sense for you all, and I hope you understand the process of everything is tough. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, it's me. I made a mistake. And so how do I go from here? And he will show you how to go from here. But you have to be willing to make those steps. You have to be willing to say, I'm, I made a mistake. And it takes a big person to say, I made a mistake. 
but it takes an even bigger person to learn from the mistake, go through the process, and wait like the patient farmer. Have a good day. I love y'all. Jesus love y'all. Remember that most of all. Remember whatever you did last night, the day before last, right now, he will forgive you. His grace is sufficient and he loves you. Have a blessed day.